Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. And this time we're doing a Josie pick. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. This is one of my ultimate favourite movies of all time. It is the one and only 10 Things I Hate About You. You know what? I'm almost kind of sort of a bittersweet about whether or not we should have done this this early because I know you're super excited about it, but it's almost like save the best to last. I know. We should have. Uh, oh well, we I had to. We had to get it out. Movies that we need to hold off on. Yeah, fair enough. Look, and, and yeah, look, uh, we're going to get into it. And um, yeah, it is a great movie. Well, if you haven't seen it before, it is about a popular pretty Bianca Stratford in um, is in a dilemma. A family rule forbids her from dating until her unpopular, rebellious, boy-hating older sister Kat gets a suit of, of her own. In an attempt to win Bianca, a potential boyfriend desperately attempts to set Kat up with Patrick Verona, another rebel who may just be able to win Kat's heart. Now, this came out in 1999. Uh, the director was Jill uh, Junga, I believe that that's how you say it, Junga. Um, but it's more the writers that uh, we would probably talk about, Karen McCullen and Kirsten Smith. Uh, they went on to do... Legally Blonde, She's the Man, um, House Bunny, which probably isn't as much of a mention, The Ugly Truth. Um, they've, they've done quite a few things. And um, what I believe is that they saw Clueless and they Correct. wanted to Correct. do something similar to that. Yeah, Clueless was the building blocks for this. Yeah. And it's loosely based on Shakespeare, right? It Correct. is. The Taming, the Taming of, the of the Shrew is what 10 Things I Hate About You is based on. But, wow, they've... They nailed it. I loved it. It's got Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's a. It was pretty much a stepping stone for a lot of these actors um, going into bigger roles. Well, we'll get into casting soon. But first, the uh, r- your own relationship with this movie. Let's start with uh, you, Jobs. Um, I was only seven when this movie came out, but I have two older sisters that are uh, five... <laughs> What? Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing at Adam because Adam's just totally disappointed about the fact that you were only seven. I was seven. only seven. You were only oh. seven at the time. I'm um, sorry, old. Adam. It's I'm okay. sorry. For, for everyone, playing at home, uh, everyone playing at home, Adam was not seven. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't uh, have brought up my age. Anyway. No, no, you should. It's very relevant to this point. Yes, the well, uh, my sisters are five and seven years older than me, so I was that younger sister that would uh, beg for my sisters to let me watch movies with them. And my older sister was a massive Heath Ledger fan from Home and Away to anything um, of his Australian background. So this was his first um, American breakthrough movie. Um, So she was obsessed with it, which made me obsessed with it. And from there on, this has just been my go-to movie. At least two or three times a year I watch this, I would say. Adam? Um, I'm obsessed. Uh, 1999, I would have been 18 years old. Seven, 18, seven, We same. weren't talking, we wasn't, wasn't referring to how old you were. I just wanted to know about, <laughs> about your attachment to the movie, but well, all that's right. That's what I'm going to get to. Um, uh, one of my good friends, for, one, of my, one of my best friends to this day from high school used to work at the, uh, the cinemas at Morley. And um, we would go watch almost anything. And um, yeah, we went and watched this at, at the cinemas together um, and actually had such a great time. We thought it was hilarious. It was really good fun. It was very much of the time. And um, looking back at it with a rewatch in the lead up to this podcast made me realize just how 
fucking 90s it is. Oh, um, I've, I've written that down. Pinnacle 90s movie. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, I remember it being um, like a bit of a thing at the time. You know what I mean? Like yep. a lot of people like this movie. It, it, it sort of worked for uh, a quite a wide array of audiences. Yep. Um, like you, you had your, you know, your, your chick flick crew and you had mm-hmm. people that just sort of like really dumb humour and then you had other ones that wanted to see this out of the other. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it when I saw it at the cinema and I hadn't seen it in a long time. So rewatching it this time, I kind of forgot just sort of like how good it is and also, also how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Almost like a bit of a time warp, right? A little bit, oh, yeah. 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 So to take you back to where you were originally at that time. So for me, um, I'd only just... How old were you, Lee? All right. Just so if we want to get I was 13 when this came out. There we go. Nice so, in between us. Yeah, so no, in between, but for me, and probably more importantly, it's a it's a school. It's a sorry, it's a movie about high school, mm-hmm. and I've just started high school. Oh, and so, I just finished. So, <laughs> so I guess, and I wasn't even close. So I guess demographically, it was aimed probably at a, a couple of years older than mm-hmm. me, but more. But I was at a right, the right kind of age where it was appropriate, and I got it. Yep. Um, and, you know, as a teenager, um, you know, the angst and the dating and all the rest of that kind of stuff, this is all sort of it's, – it's hitting home closer than I would probably think when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, I grew up with this movie. Um, I'm going to agree with Jubs. It's something that I find myself watching on a semi-regular basis. Um, I was absolutely shocked, appalled, and astounded that when I went to look for it the other this. day, it wasn't on my list. Uh, and so I, re- I, I just I, don't know. I remedied that very, very quickly. And um, I found myself still being able to quote about 95% of the movie, which goes to show how much, how many times I've watched it. Yeah. Now we're going to go into our categories, which I think we need to figure out a, a good order of how we run this podcast. But, you know, we've come this far doing it like we do. Um, we score each of the main five categories out of, out of one. So it gets either zero, a 0.5 or a 1. And the first category is always the basic casting. Who wants to take it? Because there's a lot of oh, I think Jubs can run it first. One out of one for sure. Um, Miss Perky, amazing. Um, JGL, amazing. Heath Ledger, phenomenal. Um, even someone like Mr. Morgan, who is not a massive part, his character is just like – I, I love him. He One of my favourite scenes is not even in the movie. It's one of the bloopers because he just delivers so well. Uh, Mr. Stratford, the the dad, he has some key one-liners. Um, even someone like Gabrielle Union, who was not big yet back then. Who's that? Um, she is Bianca's best friend. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Yep. So she was great. Um, Bit of fun fact for you. So these were all sort of roughly around about the same age, but she's like 10 years older. She's, she was 26. Yeah. No yeah. way. Wow. She was good. So there's a lot of people in this show that are a lot older. Like well, Heath, wow. Heath Ledger's mate with a mohawk, he's at least 30. That, that is my only downfall. I was close to giving it a 0.5 just because like Bogey looks 50. Like he looks like he should be a but teacher. But that's the point. That's the whole point. Who's Bogey? The, the, oh, the, the golf dude. The golf dude supposed, that has the party. He's supposed to be a future NBA and the whole purpose of him is that he's older and he's, you know, he's snooty and so on and so forth. But yeah, but then there's, these are high there's schoolers like the, that drive cars and correct. go to laundromats. And, like. as a, and, as a, and as a casting choice, I think he was great for that because because oh. it was just such a bad role. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll, I'll get to that that later that's a little special mention for later but yeah it's one, one out of one for me Adam yeah I've gone a full one as well uh, obviously Heath Ledger's good although he's 
kind of half-cooked Australian accent I don't like. It is an Australian accent, but it's also not. There's like little twinges of like American accent thrown in that just sound fucking mm-hmm. awful to me. Um, Julia Stiles is good. I can find her to be sometimes a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah, that's but, fair. But this was, this was her, her, her go-to. And apparently the scene where she danced at the party was how she got the uh, part in Save the, the Last, Last Dance. Dance. You guys yeah. are killing all of my fun trivia that Sorry. I've got right at the end. But Sorry. yes, that also is great. Thrown, that movie fucking sucks. Which one? Save, Save the Last, Last Dance. Dance. Oh, we're not going to get into that. I don't think that will ever get mentioned here again. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, I took a chick on a, on a date to that uh, back in the day. Well, no wonder it didn't work. Yeah, yeah shame. exactly. That's why I'm still single at this age. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, the dad who uh, I've, oh. actually, I've actually written down uh, real names. Uh, Larry, Larry Miller, Miller is his name. And uh, Daryl Mitchell is Mr. Mr. Morgan's great. Just oh. simple things like go to, go to the principal's office. He's pissing yep. me off. Like <laughs> every time will make oh. me laugh. Uh, the guidance counselor writing a smutty novel. Just Alice and Jenny. Alice and Jenny. Amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> should I wait for yours before we have our moment, Lee? Uh, look, uh, you, you guys are basically, I'm just reiterating. No, no, no. What, you know what I'm talking about. What? Larissa Olenek. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for this. <laughs> I was waiting for the drools. <laughs> uh, look, for me, the casting is a one, for sure. Yes. Um, the, as you mentioned before, I'm just reiterating basically what you guys have said. Um, it's a coming-of-age movie, mm. um, but all of the actors that are in it, or most of the actors that are in it, have done some work before. So you're looking at um, David Crumholtz was obviously uh, doing work prior Santa to Claus? that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was after, actually. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was after. But David Crumholtz was great as Michael Ekman. I loved him oh, as that. Oh, he's so um, if you actually look up Michael, uh, sorry Andrew Keegan, he was actually a young child star as well. Was he? Um, Julia Stiles, I 100% agree with you as a one trick pony. Um, she plays the same character in everything, and but she this is perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, I've almost got a feeling that she nailed this role so well that it almost typecasted kind her. Kind of like pigeonholed her. Yeah, Resting yeah. Resting bitch face. Yeah, human yeah, form. basically. Um, that could be c- completely incorrect and she just doesn't have a lot of range. But anyway, moving on. Um, look, I agree about Heath Ledger's um, accent. <laughs> um, it was a bit muddled, but as an actor, that guy shines. Oh, he kills it. He's great. It's just one of, it's, I'm nitpicking here, but yeah. You know how you were saying with Julia Stiles how she's like a one-trick pony? Mandela, the girl that plays Mandela. Um, what's yeah, her name? Yeah, like yeah. Susan, she's from um, she's from the uh, from uh, Center Stage. Yep, she's in Center Stage. She's in Drive Me Crazy. She's in this. Each role, she's just a the same. The best friend. Same. The, yeah, yeah. Best friend. That's a bitch. That. Well, I has think, no flavor. I think, and there's also, I think, from a, from a, I, I guess, from a supporting actress perspective, if you get pigeonholed, it sucks. Mm. But Julia Stiles had a little bit more uh, leeway because she was given lead roles. She just didn't really do anything with. You them. know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna backstep a little bit. I think we've been a little bit harsh because as much as you might say she's a one trick pony and just always resting bitch face and all the rest, her scene at the end where she reads the poem, which I'm sure we'll get to in honorable mentions, that just like slays it. That, There's a lot of emotion. That, in that was scene. one take. One take. She the apparently the crying was real. Tremendous. Like yep. she absolutely just slays in that scene, and I I, I feel bad for calling her on chick pony now that I look back at it. <laughs> are you are you ready to have this conversation, Lee? Not yet. Special mention to Joseph Gordon Levitt. Obviously, big fan of him from Third Rock from oh, the Sun. Loved him um, from Third she, Rock from the she, Sun. She called him uh, JGL. 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 She's on she's on nickname terms with him. Oh yeah, we're besties. Of course, of course she is. Um, and obviously, it reunites Larissa Olenek and JGL. Yes. Uh, it reunites Joseph Gordon Levitt and Larissa Olenek uh, from being on screen uh on screen uh well they were dating during this time supposedly. partners or yeah partners or whatever both, to when they were both now being a, uh, in a relationship in this movie um larissa olenek 
The Secret Life of Alex Mack. Oh, Alex Mack. Go oh to my the, God. Oh, my go God. Go to the goo. And look, Adam, we Al- can- Alex Mack wears a hat. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about this now if you like. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I, we spoke Should I just sit back? Years you ago. Want me, you, no, you I have. don't even know how the hell this came up, but we were talking one point about this movie came up years ago, and both of you and I sort of clicked on the one point of- Larissa Olinik and how we both used to like love watching the, the Secret World of Alex Mack. Like I remember getting you grown ass men and, and are obsessed with Alex Mack. Well, this was before Ten Things, so I was in my teens and watching Nickelodeon on Foxtel at the yeah. time in Australia. Yeah. And um, I, I it was just it, that show just hooked me. And, uh, uh, look, the secret, I'd like to point out that the Secret Life of Alex Mack is not a good television show. By it's any not. Not the imagination. She, she like morphs into like a puddle of goo and like slides around to some yeah. other place and but, reforms. Yeah, like, she's telekinetic. And she's got yeah. all sorts of powers. But yet all three of us absolutely loved that show. Yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. basically- Oh, you're a big fan too? Yeah, she's I loved it when I was every younger. single X-Men put into one into one like yes. tiny teenage girl. Very much that's, so. That's probably, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the X-Men reason why I like it. But anyway, when I saw this movie at the cinema and then she, she was in it, I was like, like- I'm all done. In, all in. Oh my I'm God, like, it's Alex Mack. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Alex <laughs> when Mac- is she going to transform? <laughs> why is she not wearing a hat? Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that ad, right? The- Oh, the, yes. Where's the hat? Yeah, the, I don't remember that. But there all was I, an ad on on Nickelodeon. That all used to all, sing all a I remember song. about Alex Mack specifically is just the the intro, that terrible intro music. Oh yeah. And um and uh, that's her, like all nineties. Her getting t-shirts. covered. She's wearing a jacket that's too big for her, and she's just covered in goo. Yeah. So much goo. And she's the bratty younger sister in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I, to be honest, I hate her character. Can I give the casting one point five out of one? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, one's all round for casting. We then take a look at the um, the basic score or the soundtrack. It's definitely more oh. of a soundtrack. Oh um, boy, I it, love it, it so much. It sure is. Nineteen ninety nine. I love it. Look in the vein of um, in the vein of uh, American Pie mm-hmm. um, and uh, other coming of age uh, coming of age movies that were sort of released around about that time. One of the most important, uh, I think, one of the most key and important aspects of those movies was the soundtracks. Yes, uh, they nailed this soundtrack, and it's a it's a great mix of old and new, or old and then current. Oh yeah, uh, songs as well. Bad Reputation, Calypso, One Week, Sexy Boy, Cruel to Be Kind, I Want You to Want Me, Come On, Hypnotize, Push It, Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Yeah. It's such a variety of genres. Word up by Cameo. Yeah, I- but. <sighs> I'm also going to add in here from a from a, 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 a special mention um, for Sister Hazel. I'd never ever heard of Sister Hazel before. I heard that I heard them obviously for the first time in this movie and have been obsessed with them ever since. What do they? So they did a song called "Your Winter." So the "Your Winter" song is the the song that's been played when she's sad and she's sitting in the tire swing. Oh yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's because of it's because of this movie that I love Sister Hazel as a band. Mm. There you go. What'd you score it? It gets a one. Wow. Yeah, one for me. I want a point five. Really? Really? Yeah. Whoa. Don't be wrong. It's got some good ones. Look, it's it's stacked. Just mm. to my per- personal liking, I was like, eh, point five. A lot of it was easy, sort of like, hey, we're going to go with what, like, like you said about American Pie as well. Like, they both had one week by Bare Naked Ladies. They both had, like, you know, oh, it was that that was the time. That's exactly what I'm saying. That that's why I'm giving it a point five rather than. A- I, I understand. It's almost almost to the point where it's almost be it's almost predictable. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I understand. But, yeah. I, but like, Love it. I remember seeing it at the cinema and like 
blowing my mind when Calypso by Spiderbait was in there. Yeah, that's like, right. like I wouldn't even have thought Spiderbait of being on the radar in America, but I, I don't know if it was a hit or not. But I think the concept behind it was more about they were trying to find teen angst bands mm. and Spiderbait. Very grunge yeah, and oh, yeah. Was, yeah, it was very, very like uh, prob- probably like yeah, late late grunge sort of nineties alternative, I'll say. Yeah. Um, and they they name drop a lot of other bands and that that aren't even in the soundtrack, which I dig as well. But yeah, I, I love Letters to Cleo. I love that band. They do some really great you know covers, and they were really big in the 90s so i'm all for them okay the basic plot or story interesting uh the, as you said before the adaption of um shakespeare's taming of the shrew i find it uh very creative that they've turned a thing like shakespeare into a 90s rom-com so i love it so you're giving it a one. Jesus Are Christ, you shocked by all of this? Adam, I'm not. I, Adam, you can go. You can go next. I actually gave it a zero. What? Interesting. It is okay. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it's Shakespeare, and the main crux of the story. It has been done to death. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to, like, pay you to take out some chick that you then fall in love with. It is old hat, and it has been done thousands of times over history. Josie, I've never seen you look at me like you're looking at me now. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> Uh, that just blows my mind. I feel like it's just such a perfect balance of like comedy with a dash well, of romance. The, the and execution's done well, but the basic story and plot, it's, it's, it's nothing special. It's the way it's done that I really like. You know, it's funny you say that actually because I'm going to sit on the fence and give it 0. 0.5. Okay. Right? And not because I just feel like I need to just sort of separate the two of you. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, this is this, without typing, this is what I've written, right? Whilst the concept itself is vaguely set around the basics of a typical rom-com. Like I said. Sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, the cast elevates it from being a stock stand as from being stock standard to exceptional. Okay. From being stock standard to exceptional, mm-hmm. right? I'm getting that. Um, the story moves along well and gives a modern day feel to a classic tale. What it also does is bring in and introduces Shakespeare to a younger audience. Because the whole concept There, there is so many um like hidden Mickeys and references to, 100%. Yeah. to Shakespeare. They're thrill, nods. Which is they're, yeah, they're just nods to him. Yeah. Right? When was um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? Around about Ooh, the same time. Yeah, close it to before, it. 98 surely. maybe? Yeah, I reckon 98. Let me look that up, my fellow friends. Um, but it's also very, very easy to watch. Oh, yeah. Which as far as the storyline is concerned. Whereas get, I feel that, like Romeo and Juliet was quite hard to follow I, because they- They went with the old school dialect. Yeah, yeah um, 1996 was Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, okay. oh, there you go. Okay. Um, but that's part of the reason why I guess the storyline gets a 0.5 for me because it could be better. It could be a lot worse. Uh, I'm going to sit as a 0.5. Yeah, I'm by all means, I'm not dunking on the movie. It's just, yeah, just I was just kind of like watching it and I thought of the story and I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, I was like, probably I was probably a little bit too um, biased myself. Yeah, but this is like, but this is this, my, one of this your is faves. this like, is my pinnacle. I movie. did like the concept where it's not just boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy gets girl at the end. It's yeah. not as simple as that. Mm. Well, no, it's not. You've also got to like get the dad around it and like all that sort of stuff. They've also multi-layered the whole. Yeah, need this girl to get shut up and, and then like, you go yeah, there. The, yeah, the, yeah. That's the reason why I've mentioned that the cast obviously elevates it because there's also as far as the storyline is concerned, there's a little bit more to it. It could have been a very easy swing. A miss. It could have been a hundred percent, or it could for the uh, for those who have uh, listened before, it could have very easily become a uh, a Hallmark movie. <laughs> 
But <laughs> Can we not go back to that episode? Good. We've moved on from that. We have. So uh, our one, two, three, our fourth category is uh, notable scenes or favourite scenes. Oh. Who wants to go first? I'm not going first because um, I've got too many. How much time have we got? Yeah. It's I, supposed to be up to three, guys, when that, we started, started this podcast. That's not happening for no, me. No, 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 no. You can go three each, but you guys can just choose different three. <laughs> um, I've gone a big one for this because there are so many notable scenes and yes. fun favourite scenes. And um, the first one I'm going with is a, is a party. Yeah, uh, okay. Bogies. Bogies yeah, party. Yeah. 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 Love, Love it. it. So that much must, fun. That must be Nigel with the Brie. That must be Nigel with the Brie. I also like when the, the fire breaks out and like these talking <laughs> Can you please take it outside? Fuck! Yes. <laughs> yes, Lee. That, that gets me every time. Oh. And, and he's uh, like, thank you. Yeah, oh. and um, Julie Styles doing a little dance ain't bad either. And then the guy making out with the chick because, you oh, know, yeah, Patrick Ramona like, like pushes him onto so it. Thank so, you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, let's let's do laps. My first one's a party scene, Joe's. Uh, Patrick singing scene, get, yeah, okay. trying to get Cat back. I feel like that's that's quite notable and um, quite an icon- iconic scene that everyone knows of. Um, you wouldn't know this, but in Scream Two, they do a similar thing, and it is like the dirt worst. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm thinking Jerry, Jerry of- Connell does it. Oh. Yeah, but it is terrible. I'm but thinking more of um than the Not Another Teen movie when oh, um Chris Evans goes on to do Janie's Got a Gun and yeah. Not another teen movie is so good, but um I I think as you mentioned, like all the scene, the, the whole the entire movie is amazing. It's tough to pick a top three, right? Oh, massively, yes. yeah. Um but I think you 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 know, and not to harp on it, but you know, that scene could have very, very easily been very cheesy. Mm. Oh, super um, cringe, yeah. But it, it wasn't. Was it the fat guy running after him that made it better? No, legitimately, I just think that it was done to a point where it was supposed to be comical without being stupid. Well it's also meant to be endearing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get it, right? And I think I think Julia Stiles has a lot to do with that. Mm, um, I her mean, reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about her range and obviously we're bagging the crap out of it before, but her reaction to it obviously really helped that along. I think because she does play such a stone-faced sort of person when she does- Any like, reactions are good reactions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it works so much more impactful. But uh, you go, Lee. Okay. Um, one of my favorite ty- all-time uh, favorite scenes from this movie is: Would any of you be interested in doing uh, dating Katarina Stratford? Oh, the montage <laughs> of when, it when all the different guys are rocking up to do it, and that one guy just screams. Yeah, it screams, and there's a are there sheep? Yes, yeah. that that whole scene just kills me. Yeah, um, another one I've got is uh, pretty much any scene with the dad. <laughs> um, and the, in particular, the baby suit. Like oh, the, yeah. Put the suit on. Who, no, makes it who knocked up your sister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's great. The, the, the dad just kills me. When I saw the tra- – I remember seeing the trailer for this movie before going to see it, and they uh, – I'm not going to jump into it because I've got it in my favourite quotes. Uh, one of the dad's rants is on the trailer, and I'm like, oh, we got to see this. Even um, I think Lee and I were talking about it the other week about um, when the dad's watching the ad – and, and with the spray on hair, yeah, we and, were talking about and that, just we? his like very simple reaction to <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Hmm, is so good. He doesn't even say anything; just his reaction to it just hits every time. I All right, Jobs, next. Oh, it's so hard. All right, while you're thinking about it, I'll go. All right, um, number two, Lee. What do you got? The Bogey Lowenstein playing golf. It's a bit of a rare. It's look. The, the reason why it's not even. It's almost not. It's not a quote per se, but it's a scene. But it's not even a whole scene. It's just a section of a scene where he's playing golf off the roof and he hits the teacher. Yeah. And oh, all yeah. you hear in the background is "Run, boogie." <laughs> <laughs> that scene kills me. Interesting. 
Cubs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Miss Perky's scenes. Yep. She oh, yeah. she she delivers, you know, even just her um, saying words like engorged. Um, well, she's writing a novel. Swollen. Yeah, yep, swollen. <laughs> shit for brains. You know, her cat meow. Um, she just that whole – I just wish she was in the movie more because she's at the start and then you just don't see her again. I've got a feeling a lot of her scenes actually hit the, cu- the cutting room got floor. Cut. Mm. That's such a shame because – I'm completely she did, with you. She did so well at the start and then you just don't see her again. And, yeah, I just feel like that would have been even better if she came back at the end. Yeah, apparently there's a deleted scene where she finds out that um, Patrick and Kat are together and she mm. actually makes comment on it. Really? I've, I've seen a picture of that, but I haven't actually seen the yeah, scene. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. I'll send it to you. I also love it. Whoever has to go see her, she, like, ushers out just as quick as they come in. Oh, yeah. Like, in does a, not done. give the slightest of shits. What, was Scoot? Scoot. Yeah, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, 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 scoot. All right, Adam. Uh, yeah, my third is uh, quite simple, but uh, the introduction to all the characters, the start where you, you're going around the school and it's like, oh, there's mm. the rasters, there's the coffee crew, don't make any sudden movements. You're introduced to all the people that you're going to see throughout the movie, who they are, and it's all done in a fun, comical way. It's yeah. really good. And I know it's been done before as well, but I can't, um, you know, it's like they do a similar thing in, in Clueless, you know and what I mean? also Mean Girls as well. Yeah, like yep. so many movies. I'm sure there's a thousand of them, but um, just I really enjoy the way how it does sort of like the tour at the start when they're introducing um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character to um, the, the the movie he's going to be in. Lily? You're up. No, you're up. You're up. You're up. You're up. Lee, you go. It's Josie's movie. All right. Sucker. The blue, uh, sorry, no, the sweet love renew thy force, that whole scene when they're in the cafeteria mm-hmm. um, where he, they all basically just say, don't say that shit around <laughs> me, people can hear. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene is phenomenal. It is great. Yeah. Um, I'm torn by two. Can I just um, we'll, give, we'll give you two. While, while, you. while you're on that, just really quickly, the reason why I like that is because it's an awesome nod to Shakespeare because Sweet Love Renew Thy Force is actually directly from the play. Yes, that is correct. Um, we've already touched on it earlier, so that this is why it's not going to count for me, but the poem scene at the end, um, oh, yeah. massive, massive scene yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. the whole movie. Um, but I love the punch scene at the prom where Bianca comes yep. up yeah, and it's like, um, that's for uh, making my date bleed, that's for my sister, and this is for me. And does a nice whack in the the area. It's in the area. In the in area. The area. In, in the area. In the L genitals. Uh, so ones all round for memorable one, scenes. Ones for me. I'm gonna add one more. Oh, he's breaking the rules. Um, but no, no, no. But I think it's not you, your movie, Lee. You don't get one more. But I think you can both agree to this. Mm-hmm. The bloopers at the end. Oh, even yeah. the bloopers are the, great. The bloopers are hilarious. Perky be- now, now Perky's be- is my favorite because they add the. Well, my favorite one at the end is when um when uh, Cameron's by himself and like the camera pans out <laughs> and then and then David Crumholtz comes up to him and says, "There's somebody out there for you," and it's right here. And then he goes to he goes to cuddle him. That 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 kills and me. And the awkward like quiet dead scene yeah, in the background yeah. of the shuffling oh, just yeah. like so adds weird, right? to it, right? Yeah. Uh, just so you know, next movie we do your. I want to get two. Ooh. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Oof. Um, okay. So mean. Um, the, um, I always forget how we, how we say this one. The, the uh, appeal. Appeal. Um, You're going to know, like it's, it's one out of one for me. I can watch it. Wow, Josie's going top marks. Like I have, <laughs> I know I can't, I can't help it. I tried my best to not be biased with this, but um, in every area with this movie, it's top marks for me. Um, I can watch this movie every two weeks and it still hits the spot. Um, I have a annual uh, 10 Things I Hate About You uh, movie date at the Outdoor Movies with um, one of my friends. It's it's timeless for me. You do know there are other movies out there, right? What? <laughs> 
blows my mind. Um, for appeal, I've gone one. Um, I really love a good comedy and I often find that good comedies are few and far between. And the thing about this as well that it does so well, which I can really throw stones at many movies for not doing, is that the there's not too much drama. So it's predominantly a comedy and there's like a tiny bit of feels, mm. but not enough to ruin the comedy, which is like the mistake that majority of Adam Sandler movies start to make. Yep which I fucking can't stand when something's meant to be funny and then all of a sudden the three-quarter point gets like super deep or whatever. Like this movie stays the course. You get that powerful scene at the end and it's enough comedy to stay comedy and I really bloody enjoy it. That's actually a really good good point actually because there's enough comedy to make it a comedy but there's enough romance to make it a romance. But there's... there's, It's not laid on thick though. It's well balanced enough to to not throw it out. Yeah, okay, I agree with yeah, that. That's yeah. good. So that's our regular car- uh, categories that we score. With Bailey, did you do yours? No. Yeah, what number? Oh, no, you didn't. Go on, one. mate. It's a one. It's a one. Come on of now. Of course it's a one. Of course it's a one. Loves it so much he doesn't even need it on his plex because he knows it off by heart. Um, okay, so that wraps up our regular categories that we score from, but just to top it off, we do our uh, favourite quotes. I feel like we've got to be oh, here a this, while. This is Where do we start? Four. We've already said a few like throughout the, the podcast, so that's that's cut my list down a little bit. But Adam, what, what's... You want know me to start? Yeah. I'm down. I've got the 411 and you're not <laughs> going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool. That's such that's a great line. Oh. The best. Like I saw that on the trailer and I'm like, oh, this is this. I, I'd got to see this. And this was before every movie had like some grandma rapping and shit in it as well. Like it was an old hat. Also, his line of "Well, that's uh, what she said if she wasn't so if she wasn't so doped, doped up. up." Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So good, yeah. Josie. Um. Oh, where do I start? Um. The classic. I like my sketches, but I love my Prada backpack. Yep. That one with Bianca. Um. Uh, Pipe Down Charchi by Mr. Mr. Morgan. Um, Heinous yep. Bitch, you might want to work on that from Miss Perky. Yep. Uh, there, there's Lee's favourite one. You can be overwhelmed, you can be underwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? Yeah, that's gone now. It's, it's supposed to be up to three, but, but Sorry. continue, Josie. Um, even just Cat's easy whoops when she smashes into Joey's car. Um, my sister and I always say to each other, you suck, which yep. is... Yep. See, I just I can oh, keep going. Okay, that's good. Um, well, basically, we're gonna set the we're gonna set the scene um, where the, the 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 camera pans to uh, a, a car with four girls listening to uh, "One Week" by Bare Naked Ladies, oh. and Josie's basically just gonna recite the movie for us. <laughs> <as we laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I can keep going. Shit, Bianca, I'm shooting a no spray ad tomorrow. Great line. Um, as you've already said, must be Nigel with the brie. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, kissing isn't what keeps me up to my elbows and placenta all day long. Yep. Oh, yeah, Mr. Stratford. Any line with the dad. Cat uh, being like she's meeting bikers full of sperm. Yep. Um, I've, I'll stop there. I've got so many. Lee, you got any? Yes, I've actually got a couple that didn't make the that didn't make either of the lists. I have one. Oh, oh I'm sure it's on here. I just haven't said it. I've got Adam. <laughs> There's a dick on my face, isn't there? <laughs> oh, there goes that one. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so Matt simple. Always gets me, it's man. It's so simple, but it's so oh, effective. I, I just love the whole scene that he's like talking to the guy, telling the plan. Meanwhile, he's just drawing a cock yeah. on the side of his but, face. Uh, fun fact for you, I know we're meant to do this later, but uh, he didn't actually know how to draw a dick. Correct. And the character Michael, so David, whatever his last name is, had to teach him how to draw a dick on his face. Yeah. What's... F- no, I'm not going to go, but anyway. All right. <laughs> 
Um, I forgot one of my favorites. I'm so sorry. Last one, I promise. Um, uh, It's just a party and hell's just a sauna. Pretty much anything the dad says is just an epic one-liner for me. I burn, I pine, I perish. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, when That's a Shakespeare line, right? It's a Shakespeare mm. line from The Taming of the Shrew. That's what I yes. thought, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, look, it's a super corny line, um, but like I said, in delivered in context, and the fact that it's a direct quote uh, t- from The Taming of the Shrew is really, really effective because he's a super nerd mm. um, and he's using it in the right context from the movie and it's just a lot of layers behind that that particular line. Um I have a dick on my face, don't I? As a phenomenal line. Um, the shitteth hath hitteth the fan <laughs> is great. I had it down, but I did not say it. And the last one is more of a more of a scene more than anything else, but it's the whole she kissed me where in the car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the look on Patrick's face after he says in the car is is phenomenal. <laughs> He's like, yeah. what? Um, we didn't uh, even do my balls when Michael's going down on the scooter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a great one as well. All right. Um, I didn't really have too much um, in the next category, which is the random fun facts or extras. I figured you guys would carry this one. Well, do you want me to do – do you want me to do mine? You can fill your gaps. Yeah, go for it. All right. Okay. Um, so it's Heath Ledger's first American movie. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. He beat out Josh Harnett and Ashton Kutcher. Yes, I, I read that. Um, the helicopter aerial shot at the end of the movie cost 500 grand to do. Jesus. Um, to add to that, um, they actually didn't have permission from Disney, Disney to yeah. do it. Correct. Yeah, correct. Wow. Yeah. But they did it anyway. Rebels. Larissa, uh, sorry, Julia Stiles auditioned for Bianca and Larissa Olenek uh, wanted to play Cat. They were role reversed. They did. Weird. I can't imagine it. Um, yeah, right. Now that you sort of think mm. about it and you put it all together, it doesn't really make sense. She just sense. looks younger. Yeah. Um, there's obviously several nods to Taming of the Shrew. Bianca and Cat's uh, last name is Stratford. Mm-hmm. Um, Stratford is uh, Stratford upon Avon is where Shakespeare was born. Huh. It is. Uh, Patrick's last name is Verona. It's the birthplace of Petruchio, the character that Patrick's actually supposed to be, or Patrick, the character that Patrick is basing, yeah. based on. Yeah. Um, the school is called Padua, which is the same as the uh, the setting of the uh, city. And that's a real school as well. Yeah. How like, magnificent Jesus. is so that So You know what? It also it ruined me because as a kid growing yeah. up in high school and going to high school, and you, then you see these movies where these kids are going to these high schools, I'm like, man, i got yeah. chipped, day. Eh? Dude, I would have bowed. I was going to say, you uh, Adam. <laughs> well, we're going back to the blind side now, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, righto. Okay. Uh, Cruel to be kind is a reference to Hamlet. Oh. Uh, yeah. So the song Cruel to be kind is actually a reference to Hamlet. Uh, Cameron James was named after as a joke of James Cameron. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know if you – I actually sat there and watched it and then rewatched it and counted it. The poem Cat Reads is actually 10 things she hates about Patrick. Yeah. But the number is 10. Yeah. So, she, so when she's like, I hate your big uh, – what was that? I, I hate the, your That's big – That's the va- whole point. I hate your big uh, – your, your big – um, big, big dumb – Combat Com- boots. Combat boots and the way you do your hair. Yeah, so it's there's 10 of them. That's why it's called well, 10 I, Things I, I Hate yeah. About You. But there's an argument behind it because technically and the way that you do your hair could arguably be two. Mm. So, yeah, apparently there's 10 of them. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah. this, <laughs> that's this, the whole that's, point. Isn't that the point of it? Also, once again, there's meant to be three. What the fuck are you doing, Lee? I've just got lots of special mentions. What? 
Good eye for dogs, mate. Look, you're a, you're a musician, right? You played bass for a while, yeah? Uh, just a little while, yeah. Okay, so this might be more up your alley than anything okay, else. And this took me a while to find. The Fender Strat that she got at the end of the film, and this really gave me the shits, actually. The Fender Strat that she got at the end of the film is not... So the one that she's playing in this shop is mm-hmm. a Fender Squire Stratocaster. But the one that she's playing, uh, that she gets from Patrick at the end of the film is an actual proper Fender Stratocaster. And the difference in price tag is the Squire would have cost about 300 bucks where the Stratocaster that she ends up getting would have been 1500 to two grand. Woo! Yeah, Squires are like the, the cheap. Where did he get this money from? Apparently Joey. Nah. Didn't he sell his kidneys or liver or something? Oh, yeah. Market? <laughs> yeah. That's where. What do you got, Joyce? Um, the car that Kat uses to uh, reverse into Joey's is actually Heath Ledger's yep. or was Heath Ledger's. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they, they used his car. Um, there have been lots of rumours going around about who was actually dating in the cast. The cast were very close when um, filming uh, that there's been rumours that Julia Stiles and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt were dating, but he also was supposedly dating Larissa. Um, but then they also chucked in that Julia was supposedly seeing Heath as well. So it seemed to be a bit of a mixture of uh, of people on, on the set. I need to have a reunion or something. Someone needs to spill the tea. Yeah, well, um, the whole thing with um, Julia and JGL uh, came from the director. No one else has talked about it except for the re- director saying that there was something there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I found that out. Okay. Um, but other than that, uh, we've pretty much covered it all. Um, as I said earlier, the, the poem read was a one take. Again, the director was saying that those tears were due to Julia feeling about um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's why she was trying to talk about um, her feelings for him. Yep. Wow. And that's why it was so real and emotional and only took one take. Did not know that. Well, yeah. the guy's a dreamboat. He is a dreamboat. For Love different him. reasons than Heath Ledger was, but he's a dreamboat. <laughs> um, they cater to different markets. But yeah, that's... About it, really, I believe. Well, then, if we cast our minds back to our categories and our scoring, what did we Ooh, give it? Okay. I'm so sorry. You're not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're really not. I, I'm not. But um, a little thing that I noticed when watching it again last night, because I can, um, in the background behind Joey in Mr. Morgan's uh, class is someone called uh, Bianca Kajit. I, I don't know how to say her last name properly. Uh, she is known as the young woman in Rules of Engagement that um, is engaged or married to Oliver Hudson. Um, she's been in a couple of roles, but um, she was just a little extra in 10 things before she made it big in Bring It On and Rules of Engagement and things like that. So yeah, that's, right. that's another thing. Sorry. That's it. That's okay. We're doing our scores if we cast our minds back to what we scored during the uh, the five categories out of five. Um Josie, shock us. <laughs> yeah, Josie, you can go first. I wonder what my score is. I, as I said, guys, I really tried to not uh, be biased with this, but I can't help it. It's a five out of five for me. That's a perfect score. That is a perfect score. It is a perfect movie for me. Wow. So if you're talking it is, favorite, like I, I ask it, Lee all the time, like give me like a top five of your favorite yep, movies and I, ever, ever. And I say 10 things every time. Okay, that's fair. That that is worthy of of your five, and mm-hmm. and and good for you for letting it be known because you got to. Why why are you looking at me like that, Lee? I'm just waiting. There you uh, go. Uh, three point five out of five for me. Three point five. Three point wow. five. I thought it, I thought I, it'd be higher to be honest. No, you know I'm 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 happy with a three point five. 
It's really good movie. I He's really enjoy it. It's a pass. It's it's above a pass. So I'm for it. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Okay. I gave like out of what we've done so far. I gave Lethal Weapon a four. I really love that movie. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three point five. It's it's bloody good. No, 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 no. no fair enough. Yeah. There's no judgment. I think you gave um, Indiana Jones four point five as well. So it's it's close. Did I? Well, this, or a four. So yeah, this is a judgment free zone, Adam. Hang on a second. I'm going to go back over my old notes if I've still got them. Talk amongst yourselves. Lily? Josie, I have to ask you. Yes. You know my feelings about 10 things I hate about you. Yes. You so know four, where I 4.4 4 out of 5. So, See? yep, yep, yep. You know, you know, you know how I feel about 10 things I hate about you, but you also know mm-hmm. that I don't like I don't like plastering favorite movies. What do you think my score is? Uh, like 4.5? Interesting. Adam, do you want to have a crack at it? 4. Correct. It's a 4 out of 5 for really? me. Really? Yep. I really thought it'd be a, at least a four point five from you. It's it's a phenomenal movie. Uh, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't rate it as a favorite, but it's definitely a phenomenal movie. Um, Do you know anyone that doesn't like this movie? That like absolutely despises it. No, no, no. Yeah, I've never met anyone that does not like it. But that's the. the I'm going to mention something that Adam actually brought up before. It, it hits a very, very, very wide demographic of people mm-hmm. and is a hundred percent on the money because it's in, it's it's not impossible to hate it. Sorry, it's not sorry. It's not impossible. To, uh, it's not impossible to hate it. But with that being said, there is a lot of things to like about it. Yeah, and even if there's only certain sections of it that you're like, more, most people will find themselves saying. Yeah, as opposed to I just downright hate it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing; it does does tick a lot of boxes. And like what, like me at nineteen, like you know, I was like a big big metalhead, and that there's like alternative people, and there it goes across all the different kinds of types of peoples that you'd see at a high school or whatever. It uh, ticks many boxes, but in in like what Lee's saying, and even like I'm saying, like say five being like the best, you know, up with the, the as, as good as movies get. I wouldn't quite go that far personally. I completely get that. I, I know that would be not uh, what everyone else would say, but in my personal opinion, what I look for in movies, this is this pinnacle is the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I'm I'm also glad that you didn't like deliberately try and like shave off half a mark for the sake of it. For yeah. me, for no. me, what I'd really like to also see is what else you rate as five for a comparative. Ooh. I would like you to see a movie you've never seen before and rate it as a five. That's that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to be. Wow, yeah, that, yeah. I feel like that's going to be hard. But you guys are also going to fall off your chairs if I ever give anything a five too. So let's be fair about Probably this. Probably some shit. Well, I mean, we will do Hallmark movies eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, All right, well, uh, Lee, Lee Maths now. So we've got uh, Maths. Sorry, okay. So we've got a four, a 3.5. And a five. So That's, that's a pretty big score. That's a very big score. 12.5? Correct. And what did they give it on? Did you just use your fingers? Yes, I did, Josie. (laughs) What did IMDb score it, Josie? Oh, sorry. It's your movie, mate. I got distracted by uh, (laughs) your counting (laughs) with your fingers. Is that that like Cool Runnings where he can only count to 10 of his barefoot or wearing sandals? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a 7.3 on IMDb. We have given it a score of 83%. Whew. Uh, do, you, do you need me to convert 7.3 out of 10 <laughs> to a percentage? Probably, yes. <laughs> oh, go on. 73%. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> Dying. Excuse Dying. me, it's late and I've killed Josie. <laughs> uh, look, 
I've oh, never oh boy. will ever act like I'm good at maths. Um, no, okay, there you go. That's a huge score. We've rated it. It might be one of the. This is one of the only times we've rated it higher. Have yeah, we? I yeah. think this would be the first that, time that we've actually again, gone higher. Probably my doing. Yeah, no, that's okay though. But that's that's it's what we're here for. So um, definitely uh, check this movie out. If you, I'd be interested to see what people think of this movie who were born after the fact. Very true. Yeah, I'd love to know. Or, and on just on that, or actually way before the fact as well, actually. Like someone born in the 70s. Someone Ooh. born in like 1982, for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. Or 81. Fuck off, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> He's being mean. No, I would I would love, um, you know, a teenager now to watch 10 things and yeah. give me an understanding of what they felt about it. You know what? I think uh, obviously while it hits nostalgic pangs for me and obviously watching it and then flashing back to when I was younger and watching it, I still think this movie holds up. Yeah. It is still very 90s, mm. but it's tr- it, it, it knows it and it's, that's fine. It's 90s it's in a good way though. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It's a good little snapshot, snapshot of that period of time. Yeah. And I think it holds up. It, you know, the movie holds up still. And also it's, it's very late 90s. And I think that's something that people need to really sort of uh, also when we say it's 90s, it is very late 90s because early yes. 90s, completely different. Yeah, so turn of the century. This is like Waiting for Tonight by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, God. I need to go to On bed. On that note, oh uh, we've had a lot of fun here, guys. I hope you've enjoyed <laughs> it as well. Uh, let us know your thoughts on 10 Things I Hate About You because uh, we think it's pretty damn good, right? About uh, 8.3 out of 10. <laughs> What's that, 83%? About 83%, give or take. <laughs> you guys suck. Um, until next time, we're not sure what we're doing next, but I can guarantee you it'll be us talking about it. Uh, so thank you for joining us for another episode of Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. And we'll catch you then. See you. Bye. Bye.